0: The whole world is short the US dollar. How short? Trillions upon trillions. In fact, we don't even know how many trillions. Does this mean the dollar is doomed? No, actually the opposite. The more short the world is, the more likely the US dollar denomination is going to stick around as a reserve currency. Now this doesn't mean that there aren't grave problems with this arrangement. It's just not those that everyone talks about. Instead, dollar shorts and dollar shortages go together as the way in which the Euro dollar system works. A dollar short isn't being short like being short a stock. When you hear the term dollar short, what it means is someone is short of U.S. dollar funding or U.S. dollar availability, and a dollar shortage is a shortfall in the supply and redistribution of dollars through this Eurodollar system. And the two are intricately linked together. Because the world is short of US dollars, a shortage impacts pretty much everywhere. So we got dollar shorts and dollar shortages. How do we make sense of them? How do we figure out when they're happening? And what do they actually mean? lot to go over here. And this is something, by the way, that we go over all the time at Eurodollar University, especially in the package. The DDA, the deep dive analysis, the daily briefing, we talk about it all the time, and the memberships, which go into the background. And right now we're having a Christmas sale for all three. An incredibly low price where you get the deep dive analysis, the daily briefing, and the memberships. So that's our Christmas sale. Check it out at our website, eurodollar.university. So let's put some big numbers on this dollar short, dollar shortages stuff before we get into the details behind it. Back in 2009, in the rubble of the financial crisis of 2008, which was really just a global dollar shortage, the BIS put out a study in March of 2009. It was updated a little bit later, but we'll use the initial estimates from March 2009. BIS looked at what just happened and said, oh, boy. This dollar stuff that had been building for decades, turns out it was pretty important. Maybe we should have paid closer attention to it. How big is this dollar stuff? Well, they didn't really know. So they thumbed through some financial reports of the banking system, some European banks, Japanese banks, US banks, and they came up with some rough estimates for both the shortage as well as the short inside the banking system. Again, we'll we'll go over what those mean in just a moment. But here's what they came up with. This is March of 2009. The net U.S. dollar book aggregated across the European banking systems, portrayed in graph five, with the non-bank component tracked by the green line. By this measure, the major European banks' U.S. dollar funding gap—that's a short, an estimate of short—reached 1.1 to 1.3 trillion by mid-2007. Until the onset of the crisis, European banks had met this net need by tapping the interbank market and by borrowing from central banks, and they used FX swaps to convert domestic currency funding into dollars. So they had a shortfall of U.S. dollars because there was an existing short that they had to continuously fund. And when these markets broke down, as the BIS continues here, the disruptions in the interbank market since August 2007 comprised one source of short-term funding visible in the rise of the blue line in the panel the related dislocations in the fx swaps markets made it even more expensive to obtain us dollars via currency swaps as dollar funding requirements exceeded similar funding needs in other currencies basically what they're saying is two very simple things the world needs dealers to find these dollars because the world needs those dollars we have a funding requirement that is met by large international dealer banks that sometimes when those dealer banks don't like to meet that funding requirement, it creates problems. The short and the shortage. Huge numbers. And we also they also make clear here something that we also need to keep in mind as we're moving forward. As we're talking about European banks or U.S. banks or Japanese banks, they're not specifically just U.S. banks. These are international banks with international operations. As they say in the second footnote in this BIS study, In the context of this special feature, and in reality, and practice too, a national banking system here refers to a set of large internationally active banks headquartered in a particular country. Example, US banks, German banks, Swiss banks, as opposed to banks located in a particular country. So US banks are those who have a headquarters in the US, but they have operations that span around the world. European banks that have a headquarters in some country in Europe, but they also have operations in the United States and the Caribbean all over the euro dollar system. And it's the euro dollar system that we really have to focus on because that's where the rubber meets the road. We have to start thinking about everything from the perspective of what a reserve currency actually is and what it actually needs to do. For most people, they have sort of a kindergarten outlook on reserve currency. You hear, well, it allows us to price uh, oil in U.S. dollars. Well, in truth, a reserve currency has nothing to do with commodity pricing. That's sort of an offshoot or a symptom or a benefit of a reserve currency. That's not the reason for reserve currency. It's not that we price commodities in oil. A reserve currency is a vehicle currency, a middle currency. It's an intermediary between two very different systems that otherwise would not be able to interact very easily, very efficiently with one another. The example I always use is a Japanese import, a Japanese firm importing goods from, say, Sweden, because they're on opposite ends of the world, and maybe in, in many respects they could not be more different. So a Japanese firm that's looking to import goods from Sweden how are they going to pay for those goods once they arrive? Because the Japanese company, the importer, only has yen. Yen isn't, avail- or yen isn't usable in Sweden. And think about it from the opposite perspective. What is it that Sweden would like to get? They would like to get kroner. Is there a way for the Japanese, uh, Japanese importer to pay them in kroner? Well, it's not likely to be available, not likely to be very much available in Japan. So we have what seems to be an insurmountable problem, or at least a problem that makes trade between these two countries far less efficient, far less, uh, far less cost effective, so it becomes a huge friction. However, if we have an intermediate vehicle currency in the middle, one that is available, In Japan, in in widespread fashion, it's readily available in Japan. At the same time, it's also usable in a place like Sweden. Then the Japanese importer can intermediate through this this middle currency by converting yen into, say, U.S. dollars, sending U.S. dollars to Sweden, and the Swedish firm that sent the goods to Japan has has the ability to use U.S. dollars in Sweden, either for some local purposes or more likely because that, that company can lend, then relend those dollars to another firm that is, say, importing goods into Sweden. So they use, it's useful in Sweden. It's available in Japan. It's, it's, it's a medial, mediating currency in between both of those. But in order to become an effective reserve currency, it means you have to have this currency available in widespread fashion. It also has to be acceptable in widespread fashion. That is what made the Eurodollar system into this dominating monetary force all across the world. So it's not about pricing everything in oil, it's about having a currency that people use in a lot of places around the world. That's why China's Yuan has no prayer of becoming a reserve currency, nor any of these other BRICS countries which raises a bunch of issues that go along with it. Number one, lots of mistakes, lots of misconceptions. The first one is that this currency comes from the US government or the Federal Reserve. That's not the case at all. We're talking about international banks that are headquartered in various places around the world that transact with one another all over the place. So it's not actual government currency. It's not physical Federal Reserve notes. These are ledger entries among these banks. We'll get to what that means in just a second. Number two, mistake number two, don't think of countries as a whole. It's not like Citigroup is supplying dollars to China. They're supplying dollars to specific entities in China, or really they're supplying dollars to a bank in Tokyo that's then supplying dollars to a bank in China, which is then supplying dollars to a company in China. So don't think of countries as a whole, as a monolithic block. It's not one country, it's not one banking system, it's individual banks and individual borrowers all over the place. And because of that, because of the first two, there's lots of mistakes about how these dollars get outside into this euro dollar system. You often hear people refer to the US exports dollars to the rest of the world through its, its merchandise deficit and the current account deficit to an extent too. But that's not the case at all. We don't need to export dollars around the world in order for there to be dollars around the world. The banking system, this international international monetary system, that does everything for us. They, re, they acquire the dollars, they make the dollars too, and they redistribute them all throughout the world. We don't need the government's involvement. We don't need to export dollars around the world. The banks take care of all of that. But that's, that's also the downfall. While it was the secret to euro dollar domination, it also is the Achilles heel. Because what happens, as they were describing the BIS paper in March, 2009, if this awesomely flexible, get dollars everywhere, bank-centered system suddenly starts to break down? That's where we have our problem. So just to recap real quick first, the dollar short is the world's need to, f- to have U.S. dollars, to participate in this global reserve currency system, to participate in global trade in the most efficient and effective manner possible. But that means you have to be able to acquire dollars in order to participate. And where do they acquire dollars? From the Euro dollar system banks that, again, redistribute these dollar resources all over the world. And occasionally, the banking system, certainly from August 2007 forward, doesn't want to do that in the same fashion it had. That leads to the dollar shortage situation. So we have a dollar short, the world needs dollars, always has to come up with them, and a dollar shortage where sometimes the world, the Eurodollar system does not want to supply the world the number of dollars, the amount of dollars that it actually needs to can maintain the same levels of trade and financial flows and everything else. So let's run through a stylized but quick example here about dollar shorts and dollar shortages and some some practical implications of them. Let's think about China, because China is a perfect example in a lot of ways, even though it's a lot more complicated than we're going to get into here. China always needs U.S. dollars. And again, it doesn't seem like that would be the case, because China has an absolutely massive merchandise surplus. So you would think, They're selling tons of goods all over the world, lots of dollars coming into China, far more dollars coming in than are going out, being sent, uh, purchasing abroad for imports. And again, keep in mind financial flows as well. So China doesn't sound like it would ever have a dollar problem. But again, as I said, mistake number two, we don't think of it as China has dollar surplus. Exporters have a dollar surplus, but what happens when exporters send their goods abroad and get paid in dollars? Not just goods to the United States. Remember, the intermediate US dollar currency. So Chinese exporters are sending their goods everywhere and largely getting dollars in return. However, a lot of that gets siphoned off into official pockets like SAFE or the PBOC. Because of the way the country manages its exchange mechanism, huge amount of those dollars get diverted into official hands. And what did the officials do with them? They recycled those back into reserve assets like US treasuries. So that's one thing to keep in mind, but not only is China a huge exporter, and while they have a huge merchandise surplus, they're also a huge importer, which means they need a lot of those dollars to buy stuff on the global marketplace. And where do they get them? Well, the import firms are not the same firms who are doing the export. So China's import-export bank, they try to acquire some of these dollars that are coming in and making them available to importers, as are uh, Chinese importers who are transacting with Chinese banks in the system, who are also active on the euro-dollar marketplace, largely with banks in Tokyo, borrowing dollars in that situation too. So Chinese importers, they need US dollars to pay for raw material coming into China. They get them from China Import Export Bank, which gets some of it from the export surplus. They also get them from their local banks who borrow dollars on the Eurodollar market where necessary from the Eurodollar system itself. So the short is Chinese importers always need to have access to dollars that they don't already have. They need to get them from somewhere. And the dollar shortage is the situation where the euro dollar market that supplies part of this dollar funding need for chinese system suddenly it becomes more and more expensive or becomes more and more difficult to do so because the euro dollar system starts to break down for various reasons we're not going to get into here but i did talk about that in the euro dollar cycles essentially what happens when the euro dollar market or the euro dollar system becomes more restrictive you can see how it could cause problems for these import firms that need to have dollars to pay for stuff. If you can't acquire dollars or they become really more expensive to do so, what do you do? If you're a Chinese importer, you still gotta have stuff coming into China, but you don't have the dollars, you don't have the right access to this currency that you need to acquire those, the, the stuff coming in. What do you do in that situation? Well, the first thing is you can pay an exorbitant premium to continue to access funding that you didn't have to pay just a little while ago. It makes your cost of importation that much more expensive. It's a friction upon global trade, which is why we see dollar shortages become an issue in global trade more than anywhere else. First and foremost, that's where the global trade recession, dollar shortage, those two things go together like hand in glove. Another thing that can happen, countries can mobilize their reserves. Central banks, authorities, they have all of these U.S. dollar reserve assets and other currency reserve assets. They can sell those and try to supply those dollars that they raised in selling the reserve assets to the local marketplace. So the Chinese importer that can't acquire dollars because they become way too expensive because of the euro dollar system experiencing a problem, they go to the local central bank, the PBOC or an arm of safe and say, hey, can I have some of your dollars too? Government under the right circumstances will say, "Sure, we'll we'll subsidize your dollar borrowing. We're, we'll lend you some of our dollars too, or we'll just outright pay for them ourselves." In more extreme circumstances, but that is the those are also symptoms of the dollar shortage that are that are raised by the fact that these Chinese companies who are engaging on in merchandise uh, transactions as well as financial transactions on the global marketplace, they always need to find. Dollars and sometimes it's not so easy to get them. So, dollars short, gotta have dollars to get on the marketplace, to get into the system, to make it work as best as it possibly can. Dollar shortage is when it's harder and harder to do so. And it's harder and harder to do so, these euro dollar cycles, when the banking system, the Achilles heel of this euro dollar arrangement, experiences its own issues. So the Eurodollar system starts to break down. That makes the dollar short, that much more expensive to maintain. The world is always short of dollars. And when the banks are short of dollars, it leads to these, it leads to these economic as well as financial consequences. Basically, deflationary international money. Because deflation is the interruption and in the free flow of credit and money throughout the world. So because of the dollar short, we need dollars. Because when they have dollar shortages, which is deflationary money, it makes that, that need more expensive, more difficult to fill, which makes trade more difficult, makes trade more cost, less cost effective. It makes the real economy suffer real consequences from deflationary money. So we want to pay attention to the symptoms for a dollar shortage, given the practical implications of a world constantly in need of us dollars so not only are these banks that supply dollars constantly in need of dollars themselves it's the world at large that's also short but not short as in betting against the dollar to go down short as in funding gap i need to acquire dollars and sometimes dollar shortage it's not always easy to do so and it's and it's not easy all the time either to connect one with the other We see the economic consequences all the time, but we don't necessarily see the monetary deflation in which it comes from. Because QE, the Federal Reserve, mistakes about reserve currencies, what a reserve currency even is, all of this stuff gets in the way of understanding what really isn't that difficult to understand. Dollars short, world is short of dollars, needs to continue to get them. Dollar shortage, it's not so easy to get them. And so consequences from both of those. I mentioned Euro dollar cycles. Those are when we can see symptoms, very clear symptoms, very corroborated symptoms, widespread symptoms of a dollar shortage. And so that puts us on lookout for consequences throughout the global economy. That's the video I have linked below. Check out our Christmas sale, Eurodollar.University. I thank you very much for joining me. Until next time, take care.